Howdy. Steve Bertrand with the Rollin' and Ramblin' podcast, and it's a bit iconic. I mean, this is 31. That's really cool. I made it to 30. I recorded that one in my car last night, and I listened to it over, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I like it that much. Like, I, I actually considered deleting it after it was already posted and recording it again. Um, because I just felt like it, it didn't, it didn't have the energy. It didn't have all the stuff that I wanted, but then I remembered the whole concept of what I was talking about, which is to document my journey on this whole process and not just specifics about what I'm doing, but like my evolution as a podcaster, because now I can say that I have 30 episodes. I have a little podcast page that people can leave reviews on junk like that and I feel good you know I feel like I'm accomplishing something with this I'm just having fun I've been trying to get my friends uh, lined up to get them on this podcast and it gets tough sometimes so I think I might end up, you know, whenever I get a chance, like especially when Joe came on, I had already recorded a little bit of a podcast episode and then jumped right into the same one and recorded one with him that day. Got my dad on there, got my friend Anthony on there. Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, going to have some other friends coming on. And it, it isn't actually going to be necessarily about much specifically, but it's just going to be us having a chat about life. And I... I feel good about not being so so restricted. There's a there's a there's a, a sort of concept in Aikido that everything is loose and flowy, and and one of the things that happens with cerebral palsy is I'm always sort of tied up in the traps, and it's almost like my shoulders are up to my neck, like I'm always kind of tight. And when I when I'm when I'm moving any motion forward, I'm I've got my head down. And so just trying to drop the energy out of the body and be, be loose and be bouncy, but be solid. Be solid in, in being loose. I don't know if I explained it that right, but like, that's a concept for life, man. I just think it's fun. I think it's fun to talk about different things. Like Aikido is super great. You might wonder how I'm doing Aikido these days, doing it over Zoom on Mondays. You know, just uh, sort of practicing techniques and visualizing. And everybody that's been doing Aikido has been doing it for long enough that we're able to visualize techniques and do different things. I watch Aikido videos all the time on YouTube anyway. You know, like it's either, it's either comedy, wrestling, cars, or Aikido. And I'm super happy with that. It's funny. Uh, here's a quick Aikido story for you. I love like the early Steven Seagal movies. I always have. They were something that I sort of did with my dad. You know, like uh, Above the Law, Mark for Death, Under Siege, Hard to Kill, Under Siege 2, Fire Down Below, 
was, in my opinion, kind of the last one that was half decent of his. But definitely Under Siege, Under Siege 2, Hard to Kill, Above the Law, and uh, Out for Justice, and Mark for Death were kind of, were kind of like the ones that I, I love watching. I've actually got them all on DVD and watch them quite a bit. And you can see quite a bit of Aikido in a, in a lot of those. Like, everything he does is Aikido-based. And I also find it interesting that if you think back to 2014 when I started Aikido, I basically saw a Facebook post for Aikido, and um, I basically phoned Alex, Alex Sensei, and she said, and I said, hey, do you think I can do Aikido? And she said, well, we'll give it a go. And it was at the Scouts Hall at the time. And, you know, the dojo since then, but it's been since COVID anyway. Um, but she said, we'll give it a go. And six years later, I'm still doing Aikido. And it was really cool because Aikido is very much a flowy, kind of dancey, resistance resistance removing kind of martial art like it's not it's not straightforward going and drop a guy and, and do all this crazy junk it it is from its history uh, with Moriya Ushiba who is basically uh, the founder of Aikido and a lot of you know even a lot of the, the higher-ups over the years you know, it, it was founded on, like, uh, sort of, I guess, defending yourself against samurai strikes. Like, if you lost your sword in a, in a, in a battle, you'd have one last-ditch effort to, to sort of disarm yourself. So it's not really an attacking, uh, an attacking martial art by any means. I mean, you can make it that way, I guess. But, and it's very upper-body focused, so there's... You know, there's focus on the legs and where to plant them and how to move and spin. They call that a tenkan and, and those types of things. But there's not, not a lot of kicking or punching, right? It's sort of, uh, that's why a lot of people get weirded out because they call them shomonuchi strikes. Or, um, you know, uh, and they're basically like it's, you make your hand like a sword and chop straight down vertical. And, uh, and yokomonuchi is a, sort of diagonal cut. It's all based on sword defense. Of course, we're not defending swords, but we're 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 doing that concept. And just in case anybody is wondering, we used a, a bokan and a, and a joe. And, you know, one of them is used wood sword, and the other one is like a... like basically like Donatello's staff from Ninja Turtles. So we did a lot of that stuff. That stuff's actually pretty difficult for me because of my movement and, and my flexibility and my shoulders. So it was always actually really good to do that stuff. Also super fatiguing to continuously strike over and over again with a wooden sword or any type of sword. Even I've used my broomstick in here just to get some practice in so I didn't have to haul up the, uh, you know, the weapons. But, but anyway, so we've, we've, done, we've done those things and, and that's sort of Aikido's concept. And I find it really cool because I've really enjoyed the camaraderie in the dojo and the and the the connection that I made with all those people. You know, personal goals aside, I mean, I, I create like I, I wanted 
I originally set out to do Aikido and I just wanted to see what I could do because I knew you could do some stuff on your knees and I was like, well, maybe I can do stuff out of the chair and in the chair and make it all adaptable. And because it's so adaptable and flowy, it's very much just something that you can do specifically for anybody with anybody, any skill level, right? You meet people kind of where they are. And, but also culturally, it's very traditional. Like, you don't, you know, you, you bow to the front of the dojo, you clean the dojo, you know, you help wash the mats, you help put stuff away, you're very, um, very respectful. You're always bowing and thanking and bowing out. And, you know, you're respecting the tap when you're trying to pin somebody's arm and different things. And it's not about hurting someone. It's about trying to get that person to get a very good stretch to the point where they can sort of relax and breathe it out because you want the body to improve. So obviously my flexibility is less, so they're very careful with my arms and elbows and things like that because I have a super sort of tense left elbow especially. And so they were really, really conscious of how tight I am, but but they don't, you know, and then there's the other... Like, little kids, especially, you know, the younger kids, some of them you can almost wrap their arm around their head and they don't tap, right? Um, so you kind of have to take that uh, into consideration. But but it uh, it's fun. Like, it's really, really, really fun. And that's why I like Cobra Kai, I think, so much. Because Cobra Kai is very much a focus on traditional martial art. And very much traditional Japanese culture. Uh, Pat Morita played Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi is very Japanese focused. And, and so they go back to Okinawa in season three and those things. And you've seen that in the clips. I'm not ruining it for anybody. But it's just cool to sort of bring a focus back to traditional martial arts. Especially that's like MMA is pretty awesome. And it, it definitely has its, its moments. But everybody's been so focused on that for so long. And it's getting so big that it's nice to see a focus on traditional martial arts. And Aikido is just really nice because it's not about whooping someone. It's about the spiritual and personal journey based on that. Right. So it, I just like the idea of it. I like the fact that, that I can feel special doing it for a completely different way than than the fact that I've passed a couple tests towards my black belt. Originally, when I did Aikido, I didn't think that I was actually going to even get my uh, black belt. I didn't know if it was possible. And then, I go, of course, I go and they adapt the tests and do different things. And I, I'm, I now have my fourth cue. Uh, and then you do third cue, second cue, first cue, and then you wait for your black belt. Obviously, uh, all that sort of got slowed down with COVID and all that stuff, so we'll get back to that. But I strongly encourage every single individual that has children, or even if they don't. Like, Aikido's a great martial art for anybody that doesn't actually want to get punched in the face. Because it doesn't have to be about that. It doesn't have to be about how much of a badass you are. Like, it doesn't have to be this, you know, if someone came at me as a mugger, what would I be able to do kind of thing. It's so much more than that. It's about energy, and it's about flow, and it's about helping, and it's about meditation and spiritual quality it has a lot to like it, it reminds me a lot of yoga in a lot of ways especially the stretches we do at the beginning of class like it becomes a bit of lifestyle to a degree and for me because i'm so wrapped up in it and obviously i love the old martial arts movies and all that stuff like not even just seagal but van damme and 
Chuck Norris and all that stuff. So I've always been into the ass kicking. Even Jeff Speakman. Jeff Speakman was like a traditional karate individual and 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 you know, like having that focus on traditional martial arts is cool. But it teaches people different things, especially because it's, you know, for Aikido and for karate, you know, depending on the dojo, very much Japanese culture is very focused on. And there's things that we can use in, in North American society that that we don't get taught otherwise. Just very, very much a lot of respect for elders. And I mean, I have a lot of respect for elders in, in, in general. Like, I, I often try and ask them questions like sitting down and talking to my parents and you know when I get a chance to talk to, to anybody that's a bit older to connect with them it's interesting to hear all these stories what they went through with their life and I feel like the Japanese culture still really has that respect and obviously I can't do everything that they can do like even going to Japan would be pretty tough because I don't know about the accessibility. I haven't heard very, very good things. Um, but we're so busy here. We're so wrapped up in everything. Every time I go on social media, it's about, you know, the, the inauguration today and everything else that's going on. And it's just, just I don't know, Aikido. Aikido seems cool. It's fun. I mean, I remember I didn't know exactly what I was going to be able to do. And now I'm a full participant. I'm actually able to... It sounds so, so stupid because those movies are so cheesy and they're so awesome. I can watch a Steven Seagal movie with greater appreciation for his actual martial arts skill. Yeah, he's like 400 pounds now and kind of let himself go. But he was the first North American to have a dojo that he ran in Japan. Like, that's craziness. Um, there's clips of him when he was younger just whooping people. And, yeah, people got to come at him and, and the way Aikido works itself is is not necessarily meant for for everything to, to sort of make it a legit fighting game. But I would I would venture to guess even like a blue belt in jiu-jitsu probably, you know, even if they knew what they were doing, getting kicked in the face, probably going to stop them from coming at you too. But anyway, I, I just, I, I like it. I like Aikido. I like being involved in something. I like being involved in something that's not wheelchair related. I like being, I like not having to think about my disability all the time. So even though a lot of my focus is turning away from the self-helpiness and all that kind of stuff, like, it's always going to be a part of me, but... It also has made itself um, the the self helpiness is giving me like a negative almost right. So having Aikido is not necessarily about improving as an individual based on this thought process and based on all these things that I'm going to do and these ten steps of all this stuff. It's Aikido allows you to. Breathe. Just to observe the energy in your whole body. Observe the energy in your hands. Just 
try it. Try it right now. For the last 10, 15, 20 seconds of this podcast. Take an actual deep breath. Let it out. Take another one in. If you're sitting in a chair, try and make your back as straight as possible. And picture an energy line going from the top of your head out the bottom of your spine, rooted into the ground. If you're standing up, picture that energy from the top of your head, rooting your feet into the ground, but also anchoring it to the roof. Same kind of idea, both directions. Right? Feel that. And then take a second, close your eyes. You you can listen to my voice, and that's fine. And I'll talk a little softer, because of what we're doing. But... In. Out. In. And as you're doing that, notice if you have any tingling on the top of your head, or in your arms, or anything like that. Focus on that energy at the end of your fingertips. And send it out. Send it out of your feet. Send it out of your tailbone. Send it out of your ears. Send it out of everywhere. Just feel that flow. Let me know if you feel any warmer. Like, like think about that. And just, even that was, what, 10, 15 seconds, maybe 30, maybe a whole minute that we did that whole practice. And just doing that, I felt better and more focused. So I'm hoping you did too. And I'm not just using this to overly promote Aikido because I love it. It's the idea of doing something uh, that that sort of roots itself in, in old school traditions that are somewhat lost. It doesn't necessarily have to be Aikido. Is there is there anything culturally that your family did that's a tradition that you could pick back up again, continue with, or something? You know, and I mean, obviously with COVID restrictions and different things. But what if it's like, you know, once things get lifted or whatever, if it's a family barbecue that you do once a month or, or maybe a family phone call that you can start or what if it's uh, some sort of art or some sort of uh, you know like wood wood carving or something or, or something that you can do that gives you this focus that's not just necessarily jamming knowledge in your face hole. It's about being centered. Find that center. Episode 31, the Rolling and Rambling podcast. And don't forget to check out the website, podpage.com forward slash rolling and rambling one. It's got hyphens in between all those. So podpage.com forward slash rolling hyphen and hyphen rambling hyphen one. And you can leave me a message there. Let me know how you feel.